This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's Clubhouse episode is with your hosts, Kevin and Ashley, and their special guest this week is Leandra Brown. Leandra is one of those people who's just so good at systems and procedures for running a well-oiled machine business. So Kevin and Ashley wanted to talk with her all about how she does it. Also, Leandra took some questions from the audience, and she gave some really great tips for keeping your business running smoothly. Okay, let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the Portrait System Podcast, Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with the Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Klosser hosts our regular Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse Edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for The Portrait System. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm great, Kevin. How are you? Um, I'm also so excited to be introducing our guest for today, Leandra Brown, who is a D.C. area-based portrait and wedding photographer. And she's also an expert when it comes to setting up systems in people's and photographers' businesses. Um, so welcome, Leandra. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Welcome to the podcast, Leandra. I am excited to talk to you today about the different organization and system techniques that will help photographers run their photography business. Many photographers in the beginning, they'll want to focus on the, the posing, the lighting, and the retouching. And forget that those are the only a small portion of running a photography business. Uh, And without having a proper system to maintain their clients, uh, the calendar organization to schedule important time and dates, uh, filing naming conventions and storage of files, uh, without those, you can have a negative effect on someone's photography business. So let's start out by talking about your workflow and starting with the process of inquiry. So a client calls you inquires about your services, and wants to move forward. How do you begin the process with this person? Are you writing it down in a notebook, Google Doc, uh, CRM? Um, Yes. So usually I get um, inquiries off of Instagram and uh, Facebook Messenger sometimes, and also email. Email is my preferred method. Um, So if someone contacts me on Instagram or Facebook, um, the first thing I do is try to get their email address so we can start that communication over email um, because I just lose track and I just, I can't have, you know, all the things in different places. Um, So the first thing I do is I respond to them via email. Um, I, you know, just respond to their inquiry um, about their portrait session and, I give them a link to uh, my calendar, which I use Acuity Scheduling for that. And I have them pick a time that works best for them so we can do a consultation call. So that's the first point of contact I have with them. And then usually they schedule that consultation call and then we go from there. 
So uh, you said Acuity. What exactly is that software? How does that integrate into what you're doing? Is that sending information somewhere or what is that doing for you? Um, so it's basically a calendar app. Um, there's another one called Calendly that's really popular as well. And um, I use my website, I use a Squarespace and Squarespace has like a contract um, with Acuity. So I get um, the Acuity service with my Squarespace website. Um, but you could use either one. Calendly is also great as well. But basically you can go in and you can put your um, dates and times of availability. Um, you can set certain office hours and um, block off certain times and days that you want clients to be able to schedule appointments with you. So I use that for my consultation calls only. Um, and they can choose a time for their consultation call um, by clicking that link and they can pull up the calendar and select a date and time that works best for them. And then it'll send, they'll put their email and their phone number and it'll send a confirmation to them, like saying that they have the appointment scheduled with me. And then it'll send them um, a reminder the day before. Um, Leandra, that is so helpful. And I just want to point out for people who are listening um, that Acuity used to, I think, give like any Squarespace user that service for free and some people are grandfathered in which I think you are oh, I must be but, okay <laughs> <laughs> um it's no like it's no longer grandfathered so they do have some sort oh, of contract okay. with them but um unfortunately it's not free anymore but oh. um you can't like there is some deal I have Squarespace as well that's why I, I found out this this sad news um oh, no. so I do a similar <laughs> thing but I do use Calendly because mm -hmm. I think it just made more sense when I was like oh I have to pay for it and either way um yeah. so I just wanted to let listeners know because I I had a feeling like in the group there'd be a lot of questions like how do you get this free Acuity, I have Squarespace. I'm like, guys, it's so sad if you didn't like get in on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah, sorry um, about that. <laughs> that's okay, but it's still like, it's still, it's so worth it. Like I think yeah. for Calendly, I paid like maybe, I don't know, don't quote me, but like $12 a month and it's mm -hmm. definitely worth doing. But I wanted to ask you this because like the one thing that I run into with Calendly sometimes is mm -hmm. that you really do have to think about like what time slots you want to make available for people. Cause if you're mm -hmm. not super careful or if you don't um, block off on your, you know, personal cal calendar, like times where you don't want people to be able to book in mm -hmm. um, sometimes things sneak through at a really inconvenient time. So I was wondering like, yes. how do you suggest people approach planning their calendar for the week, knowing that, you know, if someone has this link, they could potentially book in a call with them at any point. Gotcha. So what I do, I have specific days where I do consultation calls and um, specific days where I do my actual shoots. So I never have a call on the same days of, of a shoot. So I try to do my consultation calls on um, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And then Wednesdays and Fridays are the days that I... Um, have my portrait sessions. Awesome. So, that is so organized. <laughs> yeah. So I try to, um, it helps me kind of, um, and I also block off the time too. So I have like, um, I'll set off a block like from nine 30 to one o'clock on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And those will be the time frame that people can book me for a consultation call on those days only. So that really helps me narrow it down. So I know like when I'm looking at my calendar, I have it like color coded and like, okay, I have a call this day at this time. And it just really helps me um, break up my day or divide my day in a way that's like, um, you know, easier for me to stay organized. Because if I, I found that if I just had like a window of like, you know, all day being able to accept calls if I'm like really focused on like editing or something, then like if I have like a call in the middle of it, then it like throws me off and then it like throws off the rest of my day. So I like to keep it, um, you know, as blocks of time. Do you ever get people complaining like, oh, I tried to book a call, but there was just nothing available? Or do you ever like get that fear that like, uh, you know, maybe an inquiry comes in? on a Wednesday and then they have to wait a particular like period of time before they can book 
booking a call with you? Like, do you ever have that concern? Um, no, I, I used to have that concern, but I realized that I, I was making myself too available and it was really, um, messing with my workflow and how I can stay organized throughout the day. So I just kind of, you know, set that, those parameters, like these are the times I'm available. And I, every once in a while, a client, you know, won't find a time that works for them. But for the most part, it's been really great. Like everyone's been very accommodating. And I try to choose times that are like around lunchtime um, because most people can get, you know, a few minutes to talk during like the 12, one o'clock timeframe. So that's usually Mm -hmm. when like a lot of my calls happen. Um, or if they're morning people, you know, 930 is is good because they haven't really started, you know, working, you know, yet, I guess. But um, but no, it, it really actually it's it's been going well with the consultation times. So, so with one of these uh, programs, whether it be Acuity or as Ashley pointed out, Calendly, mm-hmm. um, where where is it organizing your information? Is it keeping it on a Google calendar? Is it? through some other calendar that you're using? Um, Yeah, it syncs with your calendar. So I use Google Calendar. So I have it synced up to my Google Calendar and it um, it's like a calendar app in and of itself. And I can set like the times and everything and days that I'm available um, and it links to my Google Calendar. So if I have an appointment, you know, during one of those times, um, that I have blocked off for those consultation calls, for example, then it will, you know, communicate with my other calendar and it won't let anyone book during that time. Okay. And you you have all this in front of you. You're saying you have it color coded and you have different time and blocks uh, separate for different activities. Mm-hmm. Are you incorporating your own personal life into your calendar? So you know that, Hey, I might've, wanted to do consultations at this time, but, you know, I have disappointment in my personal life. Are you just keeping those two separately? Um, yeah, so I have I have both of them together. And because I've set certain days for, like, my consultation calls, um, and the great thing about it, too, um, Acuity gives you a summary every Monday of, you know, what you have during that week. So if I have like an appointment or something like that, I try to schedule it on days that I usually don't have calls or I don't have shoots or time frames. Like if, for example, um, my the block for calls is usually like 9.30 to like 1.30. And then if I have any other appointments or anything else that I need to do in my personal life, I make sure to schedule it after that time so it won't conflict um, but if, you know, if, if I have a day where I don't have a call, then I, you know, it's a more flexible day and I can get stuff done. But having those specific days for um, those different activities, like it really helps me kind of get a glance of what my month or my week looks like. And um, I schedule things accordingly. Do you find that, um, like, do you put a parameter around the call as well? Cause I do this with Calendly where like someone can't book a call for 48 hours. Cause like, you don't want them to sneak in there when you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause I, I, the reason I did that was cause someone did like once like sneak a call, like, you know, I thought I had an empty or kind of relaxed day. And then all of a sudden, boom, in two hours, I was going to have a <laughs> phone call and I was like, Whoa, not, not prepared for this. So do you do anything similar or are you more because you have those time blocks? more like able to like well if someone sneaks in here with a call that's totally fine yes I do I think I have it set for like 24 hours or something like that um but for the most part um I I don't really have that issue that much but I do have that 24 hour parameter like someone can't um schedule a call or and I do also have like times in between where um like I, I kind of buffer in if a call goes over. So I usually like um, schedule like 30 minutes, but if it goes over time, I I have like a 15 minute or so buffer in between where someone can't schedule an appointment during that time. So I won't have to like text someone and say, hey, I'm running late, you know, from another call. So I do have like parameters like that. Yeah, that's really helpful. I think um, one of the things like when I was getting Calendly set up and 
honestly, like, even though I've been using it for a year, I still feel like I could use it a lot better. I'm just like, always like, oh, yeah, there's this feature and this feature (laughs) that you could do. Like, so it's really helpful, I think, for people to know, like, how some of these softwares have just so many options. And if you're not like an expert in how to use it, and you don't, because you're busy running your business, have time to like, get watch all their startup and tutorial getting started videos, it can be like, oh, I didn't know it could even do all these different things. So that's super helpful. (laughs) Definitely. Now, when you were setting up your your calendar, are you sharing this? I know there's a lot of people that you need to to talk to, whether it be after a shoot, having a retoucher where you're scheduling to send the the files to, or whether it's... uh, setting up for uh, makeup artists, whether it's for, you know, hair and, hair and styling. Are you sharing your calendars with, with people when doing this at all? Um, I would like to. That sounds like it would be amazing, <laughs> but I'm not at that point yet. Um, I work with several different hair and makeup artists and they have pretty busy calendars too. So I just kind of communicate with them through email and um, just, you know, try to figure out the dates after I've booked, you know, the client. Um, but no, as of right now, I don't share calendars with anybody, but I, I would be open to it in the future for sure. So I know you said you don't share your calendar with a hair and makeup artist. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing I was wondering is how do you still organize and like stay on top of, especially if you're working with multiple hair and art, hair and makeup artists, you know, who's attached to which job? Like, are you still sending them calendar invites to the shoe? Like, are you in, I, we haven't really gotten into this yet, but if you have like a CRM system, do you have a way to attach them to a job or like an automated email to remind them that they're working with, you know, reconfirm, like, Mm -hmm. do you have any automation set up around organizing and keeping track of your hair and makeup artists? Yes, I do. Um, so I, I have a specific hair and makeup artist that I work with depending a lot on like hair type. Um, so if there's a specific client that has like super curly hair, like I do, um, I have certain artists that I work with that, um, you know, are really are experts with those, um, styles. So, um, I try to make sure that when I schedule and sometimes, you know, before I even set a date with the client, I'll check their availability first because I know I need to get that person, Um, so when I schedule them, I just kind of reach out, give them the dates or tentative dates. And then, um, you know, we figure out a time. Um, and once we confirm, I put them in my CRM under, and I use Tave. Um, so I put them in my CRM, I attach them to the job and I also send them, um, I think it's about three days before the shoot. I'll send them like a final, um, hey, you know, looking forward to working with you. Here's the info for the session. And I have, you know, the time and the location, everything like that. Um, and it also includes their the client's Pinterest mood board that I create for them. So after I create the client's mood board, I also put that in my CRM. And then I have it um, in an automated email when it goes out to the actual um, hair and makeup artist. So they know oh, wow. they're on the same page and they know what type of look they're going to do for hair and what type of look they're going to do with makeup. And I add them, um, they get the link to it before then as well. Like once I actually um, complete the mood board, I'll just add them through Pinterest. Um, so they'll most likely already have seen it, but I just resend it again, you know, in that confirmation email before the actual day of the session. That's really slick. I love that. Right. <laughs> right. I was thinking, like, oh, Pinterest. Like, how are you incorporating that? Yeah. Is, is there any other, obviously, Pinterest is one I hadn't heard about. Is there any other software programs like that that you're incorporating into sending you, whether it be to your client, whether it be, you know, to a hair or makeup artist? Um, no, just, yeah, just Pinterest. That's the only thing I'm using besides my CRM. Um, because with the mood board, I, I create, um, you know, a mood board for the session, give them ideas of, you know, the look we're going for. And then I have the client pin um, their ideas for hair and makeup on the actual mood board as well. 
And I tell them like, I'm going to share this with the hair and makeup artist. So, you know, pin your ideas and the look that you want. Um, that way we're all on the same page. So um, my clients do that on the mood board and that's kind of how we communicate and, and get everyone on the same page. I wanted to back up like two seconds and just mm-hmm. clarify for everyone what a CRM is because I'm oh. thinking that maybe there are people who are listening and like, what are they talking that, about? That's exactly what I was about to ask. I was like, wait a minute, let's just be sure that people know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, so Leandra, do you want to explain it for everyone? Yeah, sure. So a CRM is a, I think it's client relationship management software. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I always get the letters like uh, confused. I know. Um, Right. <laughs> uh, but basically, it's a software that you can use to um, send contracts, invoices, questionnaires. Um, it has a calendar that you can integrate with it. You can send emails, um, basically all the things to run your business you can do from the CRM. And there's tons of different ones out there. I've used, I think, about four of them. <laughs> personally. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I I think I started off with like I think it was called like Studio Cloud or something like that, um, and then I switched to Seventeen Hats, and then I used Absato, and then I uh, eventually landed on Tabe. Um, so they all have different capabilities, but the main um, reason or or the main yeah the main reason to get one is basically to be able to send contracts, invoices, questionnaires, things like that. Um, I've been using them for years. I'm also a wedding photographer. So that was one of the first things that I got, um, you know, when I started my photography business, I got that up and running. Yeah, that is also how I also use Tave. And um, I found Tave because I was at my first ever WPPI way back in like, I don't know, 2010 and um, Tafe had a booth and a deal. And I was like, yeah, I, I need to figure out how to get my clients wedding contracts. Cause I think prior to that, I was sending like PDFs or something mm-hmm. that they would have to print <laughs> scan. I mean, these are crazy wild days back then. When people had to do <laughs> stuff like that. So I was like, Oh yeah, I need to fix this. And, um, and so I've been using Tafe all that time and, and they've really, um, grown a lot and they have so many new features and I don't even really use it to the fullest. So that's what I always think is so interesting about these um, softwares is like they, they all have different features and they have so much to offer. And it's really helpful to like understand how much they can help your business and save you time since you're, yes, paying, you know, sure. since you have to pay a monthly fee. Yeah. There's such a huge time saver. And just to make it clear, this podcast is not sponsored by Tave. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, not, not. And there's so many great ones out there. Obviously, like people should look into what what their needs are. Like probably write down like what what you want an ideal system to do for you, and then research what features are out there because there's like a plethora. There's also Shoot Q. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's lots of Honey lots of them out. Hunt, yeah. Uh, so many. Um, so yeah, I wanted to ask you on that time-saving track. Um, like, what do you think in a CRM is the biggest time saver? Is it like email automations? Is it like having a task list? Like, what do you think really could help people listening here if they could implement one thing into their CRM software that they might not normally be doing? Um. One thing that's difficult. Um, <laughs> or think, three, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, definitely invoice reminders. Um, that has been super helpful for me to be able to, you know, have the date that the invoices do and then have the system automatically send out invoice reminders. That way I don't have to do it myself. Um, email templates as well. As soon as someone books with me, um, well, okay email templates and quotes. So a quote in Tave is basically, I can send a contract, an invoice, and a questionnaire all in one link. And so when a client contacts me and, you know, we have our consultation call and they say they want to book, I send them the quote. And on the first page, it shows them, you know, everything that's included in the session. 
And then the, you know, the price of the session fee, they agree to that. And then the next tab, they go to the contract, they fill out the information and the contract, sign it. And then the last tab, it has the invoice where they pay. Um, That has been the biggest time saver for me because it's all in one and I don't have to send separate emails for um, each of the things. Um, And when I... I have that quote template already in Tave. So when I'm ready to send someone that link to book, I also have an email template that is like my welcome email. It explains everything that's going to be in the quote. It explains that they can sign the contract and pay the invoice and everything like that. So it's literally like two clicks of a button and I have the quote all ready to go. And then the email template and boom, it's sent to the client and they can book. Um, so I think those three things, definitely invoice reminders, quotes, and email templates are, you know, definitely what you want to utilize for your CRMs. So when you're sending somebody mm-hmm. something through like the email and you said it's all kind of packaged in together, is this something like a, a, a generic file that Tave is created or is it, are you uploading PDFs and files that then gets packaged and then sent out to them? So it's a, it's a combination of both. So um, Tave has some great um, email templates that are that you can use, um, but you can also customize them. So all of mine are customized and um, it has like the links to the, um, the contract within it and um, I can add pictures. I've kind of designed it to look more like my brand and kind of like my website. I've changed the fonts. So you can really customize it to make it look, um, you know, match your brand. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like a combination of both. You can attach PDFs as well. Um, I include, um, my pricing, um, in that email, it has the quote. It also has, you know, the invoice and everything. And then it says, you know, here's the link to my pricing that we talked about over the phone. So you can see everything in detail. And, um, that PDF is also in there as well. Um, so yeah, it's, you can do, it's, it's really flexible. Like you can design it however you want. Do you, so one thing that I'm like hearing too, is like, you probably have to reset everything if you raise your prices or maybe different genres. Like let's say someone has different pricing for personal branding versus Mm -hmm. like boudoir versus standard portraits or something like that. So are you having to make like different ones for each one or if you raise your prices do you have to like have like the 2021 update or something so that to make sure that like you know a new inquiry gets maybe your new prices like last week we talked to Felicia Reed and we had a lot of conversations about you know raising prices frequently yearly kind of you know making sure that people keep progressing so Mm -hmm. I would imagine that this isn't something that you just set up once and then it's like it works (laughs) (laughs) right right yes no you definitely have to um update it um as your prices change as you know anything in your business changes um yes so it's something that you'll have to update but once you get it all done and and it's in there you know how everything works it's super simple to go in and just change you know some numbers um to update your prices or if you want to do different quotes Um, For example, for my wedding collections, I have um, a quote that has, you know, the three different wedding collections I offer. And I do have different prices depending on the year. So um, I do have a quote that says like 2021 or 2022. Um, So yeah, it is something that you'd have to keep on top of to make sure your clients are getting the most up to date version of things. But um, it's not, it doesn't, it's not very time consuming. Awesome. And then once they book in for like the the sitting, Mm -hmm. is there automations that go to the reveal or the, um, yeah, like do you automate the calendaring of scheduling the reveal or any of, or even like, I guess the photo shoot itself, like do you use an automation for, for the photo shoot? Um, no, yes and no. Um, for the photo shoot, so everything is taken care of, um, on the consultation call. So when I have the consultation call, I'm scheduling the date for the photo shoot. And I'm also scheduling the date for their styling consultation, um, two weeks before their shoot. 
So I put all of that information into Tabe, um, you know, once I get off the phone with them and I send them their, um, their quote. So um, in the automated, in the uh, email template, it auto populates the information I put in there. So um, it'll say, you know, hey, I'm so excited to work with you. And this is all after um, I've sent them their, um, their quote and they've accepted it and paid. So right after that, um, I have an email that gets sent out to them and then it fills in all the information as far as like, hey, like, you know, I have you on the schedule for this date. Your styling consultation is on this date. And Tave automatically populates that information based on, you know, what I put into the system. Got it. Um, and then for the reveal, do, do you do that at the photo shoot or do you do it in an email or an automation? Um, for the reveal, I don't do it in an automation um, yet. Um, I usually do that at the photo shoot. We'll talk about it then. And then um, once I get home from the shoot, I'll send them, you know, the follow-up email like, hey, you know, today's session was so great. Um, and then I'll say, let's um, figure out when we'll do your reveal. Here are the dates that I have available. So I try to do the reveal within a week, no more than a week after their session. Um, right now, I want to do it same day. I'm working towards that. But um, but right now, it's within a couple of days to a week after their session. I'm scheduling the reveal and I do that manually because um, that just depends on my schedule. And I don't want any like automated emails going out or anything like that. Got it. Now we've also reached the point in the conversation where you guys listening live are welcome to raise your hand and ask questions. So if you have a question for Leandra about systems in your business, just hit that hand icon in the lower right hand part of your screen. And we are happy to bring you up on stage for asking your question. Kevin, I'll toss it to you while we're waiting for hands to get no raised. No problem. Thank you much. Uh, so, Leandra, I've talked to other photographers that have used uh, these CRMs and have worried that the emails that they send to their clients, they're self-contained within the software. So if mm -hmm. you go onto your Google or any other email that you have, it's not there. It's all within the software. And that mm -hmm. if, the, if they ever stop their subscription with the CRM, uh, that they would lose their correspondence with the clients. Mm -hmm. Is that still the case with CRMs? And if so, what is your opinion on that? I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I wanted to mention something that I also use um, for my emails. So I, um, within Tave, um, I use Gmail for my, um, my business email. It still looks like, you know, my website and everything, but it's an actual Gmail account on the back end. Um, and all of my email correspondence with my clients is also in my email, um, in my Gmail account. So it, it communicates with each other. So, um, you know, whatever it is that I communicate with the client, I also already have that in my Gmail account. Um, but I also use a program called Text Expander. And um, basically, it's where I house all of my email templates for everything. Um, I don't I have, you know, several automated emails that go out through my CRM that I don't have to think about that it does itself. But, um, you know, if clients have questions or if I have correspondence in between the photo shoot or anything like that, um, like scheduling the re reveal, which I do manually, I have that in text expander. And so it's just a little pop-up window. I can categorize, you know, my different email templates. Um, and I just do a little like keyboard shortcut, um, for example, and then it'll populate the email. Um, and then I just fill in the blanks um, on the actual email template. And then you push enter and then it goes right into your inbox and you can send it. Um, so I really, really love that. It's been a huge time saver. I've also been using that for years. Um, but it's also a great way for me to still have all of my email templates at my disposal whenever I need them and that, um, you know, that aren't in my CRM. So wait, is this something that you're using alongside within the CRM, which will then grab the information and send it to your Google or is it, uh, no, it's Google something, and then, yeah, it's ahead. something completely separate. It's a different app. 
So it's, um, and it's on, has its own website and it's an app as well as something I downloaded on my computer. Um, but with, I found this um, super useful with like weddings, especially. And um, so, you know, I have a lot of um, email communication back and forth with my clients and I don't always log on to my CRM to do that. So um, I just do that within my inbox already. Um, so I just use text expander um, whenever I'm really responding to anyone's email or if I just need to write an email to someone, I just, you know, type in my little um, keyboard shortcut that I have for that particular email and then I send that. So it's completely separate from my CRM. Um, it's just, you know, something that I use in addition to my email. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Is it like a, it's basically like a plugin is what you're, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a plugin and it's really great because you can categorize, like I have, you know, um, email templates that I use for like my 40 over 40 campaign or, um, you know, emails um, in reference to the reveal or emails in reference to consultations, you know, what to wear, things like that. Um, I just have little, you know, little nicknames for each email. And I just type that in, um, you know, you open up your email, like a new email, you can post the email and then you just type in the little snippet and then it populates the actual email. And I have like, hi, and it has a blank. And then I just fill in the person's name. And then if there's anywhere where I need to customize the email, I fill in those blanks as well. That's really cool. That seems like it would save a lot of time. And yes. I've always wondered about something like that. <laughs> Sometimes it just like, I usually do something similar, but sounds like a lot more time consuming where I'll like look up the subject line because I keep all my subject lines. So I'll use like the most recent one that I sent to someone else and I'll just mm -hmm. copy and paste it and then edit it. But that's, this sounds like a big time saver from the way yes. that I'm doing. It is, it is. I, I love Text Expander. I always recommend it to anyone. That's awesome. Um, so, so just, just from, oh, no, you go, Kevin. My apologies. Um, I just <laughs> want to be, I want to be clear on what this is. So it's a separate program, separate website that you go to. Now, is it housing uh, an inbox. So are you controlling three different inboxes, whether it be your CRM, text expander, and your Gmail account? Um, no, it's not an inbox itself. It's just the um, template emails. So um, what I used to do for all of my email templates, I just had them in like a Google Doc. And then I would um, copy and paste, you know, whatever email template I needed to use into my, um, into my actual email and then, you know, fill in the blanks and customize it per person. So it's basically like a Google Doc, but in an app that auto-populates. Mm, okay. Yeah. So it, it doesn't, I don't, it's not a separate inbox or anything. It, it, it literally um, is just a template that, um, you know, you can set up for, uh, for your email or, for anything that you use really. Um, but mainly, mainly for email, basically you just compose the message, type in the little snippet, and then it populates the email for you and you just fill in the blanks. So you don't have to worry about copy and pasting. Um, or I think Gmail had something, I forget what it was called. I used to use it within Gmail. I think it, I forget what it was called. Um, but yeah, text expander, it's, it's a huge time saver and it's, it literally just houses all of my templates and I can access them whenever I need them. And Kevin, I was just going to say too, like, uh, with my Tave and I did this a long time ago, so I don't remember how you do it. And I'm sure other CRMs are like this as well, but it is like connected to my Gmail. So like the outgoing message I don't think shows up in my Gmail outbox, but as soon as someone replies to it, like it just comes to my regular like email inbox, if that makes sense. So if I was just to log into my Gmail as per usual, someone hit reply on one of the emails that Tave sent, it just shows up in my inbox and I can actually just reply from there. And it does have like a copy in Tave but I don't mm. have to open up Tave to see it. So um, mm, if okay. that's like a hesitation for photographers out there, you might want to just see if that's, you know, if it has some integration with Gmail or other email platforms. 
if that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so I was also wondering, Leandra, because you mentioned invoicing and that mm-hmm. the CRMs really help with invoicing and staying on top of money. Are you, I know, and I know that some of them also have a way to track expenses. Um, mm-hmm. Are you using it for that capability as well? Or do they integrate with QuickBooks or where, how does it play into your financial organization? Um, yes. So I, I use it for invoicing. It's connected to my square. So square is the actual payment gateway. Um, and, um, I send the invoice through Tave and then once a client pays it, it's processed through square. Um, and so, but it shows, um, it shows, you know, when the client makes a payment and everything like that, when the payments are due, all that's recorded in Tave and it gives me reports, which I really love. Um, that was the main reason I, I went with Tave because I, I liked um, the reporting. It, it tells you like, you know, the, your conversion rate for, you know, um, and how and the average time it takes for a client to book, et cetera. And then, you know, keeps track of all your numbers. Um, and I also use it for expenses as well. So I have my recurring expenses like Lightroom, Adobe, Dropbox, things like that. I have that already plugged into my Tabe, so it shows me um, my upcoming expenses that I have due. You can also track your expenses as far as your cost of goods when you're fulfilling print orders. Um, you can put that um, into Tabe, like under each client's profile, so you can see, you know, your exact profit and you know your exact expenses from each client and um, and all the products and everything. So yes, I, I utilize it for those and I, um, it's great to, it's great information to have and, you know, keeps me on track and helps me know my numbers. Are you also able to see like at a glance potentially which packages are the most profitable or which genres, like, I don't know if you have a broken down in, in this particular way, but like potentially oh, like I crushed it in personal branding (laughs) this year, but as it turns out, like really only, you know, didn't really generate as much money in boudoir. So maybe I want to like go all in on personal branding. Like does it give you numbers broken down that way? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it actually gives me on my my homepage or my dashboard, it shows me a pie chart of, um, of my profit centers. So I have it like portraits, personal branding, headshots, wedding, etc. And it shows me, you know, the percentage of, you know, a profit that I'm making from each one. And it's really cool to see at a glance um, how much revenue I've generated, the profit from it overhead, it tells me the number of jobs. It also compares it by year. So that's been really fun to compare, you know, my 2020 versus my 2021 Um, yeah and (laughs) so so yeah it it definitely does all of those things and it's super helpful to know those numbers Um, it also goes by month so um, it shows you your revenue progress um, through each month so it's on July right now so it will show me um, last year you know where I was at in July versus now where I'm at in July so, um, so yeah, it's, it's super helpful for all those things. Has that data made you like, has it changed how you run your business in the sense, like, has it made you focus more on a certain genre or decide to change certain things or has it maybe motivated you like, Oh, I'm slacking this July compared to last July or something like that. Like, how has mm-hmm. that having that information like helped you? Yeah, it's been super helpful, um, especially knowing where, especially comparing to the previous years. Um, I know with wedding season, there's uh, a lull, you know, during like the winter months. So it's nice to um, see that that is something that happens every year versus, you know, this just this year and like a reason to panic. Um, so seeing the the data from all the different years, um, it really helps me kind of see where I'm at and see if I'm on track. And also, um, I mean, this past year, weddings 
were pretty much non-existent. So it's kind of leaning more towards the portrait side. So it's like, oh, wow, I'm like really killing it with portraits, but I don't have very many weddings, but that's because everything got rescheduled. So it's also nice to see because I eventually do want to transition out of weddings. So um, just seeing, you know, the volume, um, the consistency that I've been able to generate with portraits, that's been really encouraging to see each month. Um, that, you know, it is something that I can maintain. So I'm interested to see how um, how that's going to be in the winter months when I'm used to more of a, um, a slower season. Um, mm-hmm. So I can anticipate that, you know, going forward. Oh, it looks like we do have a question. So I'm going to go ahead and bring her on stage. Hi, Kale. Is it Kale? How do you say it? Hi, um, it's Kale. Kalei, pretty. pretty. Thank you. Thanks so much for um, having me up here to ask a question. Um, And thanks so much, Landa, for sharing your workflow and your information. It's been really helpful. Um, I was wondering, does Tave integrate into your website? And if so, would you mind taking us through maybe from start to finish for a portrait session, for example, Um, how your client reaches out to you and then what the response is and just kind of what the steps are from start to finish, if you don't mind? Yeah, sure. Um, So it does integrate with your website. So um, what you can do with Tave is um, embed the contact form onto your web page. And so once a client um, reaches out to you, then their information will automatically go into Tave. So it'll have their name, their contact information, um, et cetera, everything that's on the contact form. Um, so once I get that information, I get a notification via email through Tabe. Um, it also shows up if I log on um, into my Tabe, it shows um, on my dashboard that I have a new lead. Um, so there's several ways that you can see it. You'll always get the email notification and then on your dashboard, it'll show that you have a new lead. Um, so from there, I reach out to the client. Um, I send them the email saying, you know, to schedule a consultation call with me. And then they get the calendar, the calendar link and um, they um, schedule a call with me. And so once we do the call, I send them and they want to book. I send them the uh, quote through Tave, which includes the contract um, the and the invoice and questionnaire to get more details. Um, I collect their address and I believe that's it besides um, I don't get their address on the contact form. So um, just their address and everything. And then um, they go ahead and sign that and all of it is in Tave. Um, and then after that, um, yeah, I think that's about it um, through Tave. Um, yeah, they send the quote, they sign everything, all of that's in Tave. I also input their Pinterest mood board um, in there as well. And then that automatically sends to the, um, hair and makeup team before the session. And then the client also gets a reminder three days before the session with the location details and directions and everything before the session through Tabe as well. Wow. That's impressive. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. Can I ask a quick follow-up question? Yeah. So you mentioned that you, um, so you would direct, so a client would come to you from your website and then you'd follow up directly with them with a phone call and mm-hmm. then send the question or after. So I'm just wondering, do you mind sharing like what information you're discussing or asking them about in the phone call versus the information you're gathering from your questionnaire? Yeah, sure. So from the questionnaire, it's basically just their name, um, email, phone number, and the type of session that they're interested in. And then if they want to share any, um, any information about, you know, what they're looking for. Um, during the consultation, um, we're just kind of expanding upon what they said in the um, initial email. I asked them questions like, you know, if they've ever been photographed before, um, who they want to be photographed with, how they feel about being photographed, and, you know, generally what they feel about um, photos. Um, and I also ask them, a lot of clients come to me for like, um, birthday sessions or they're like celebrating something or they just want to celebrate themselves. So I always ask them during the phone call, what it is that they, when they look at these pictures, what are like three adjectives that they want to see, um, in the photos and how they want 
um, the photos to represent themselves. So I'm taking notes of all of this. I actually do it in a Google Doc and then I copy and paste it um, into Tave. So I have the notes in their file as well. Um, and I also ask them like what colors they're drawn to. We talk about outfits, everything like that. Um, we go over pricing and session fee and all, all that that's included in there. And then, um, you know, they say that they're ready to book. And then I, um, we pick a date and then we pick a styling consultation date. And um, then we, you know, I send them the email, I send them the quote, they sign and we go from there. Thank you so much. I love that. What are the three adjectives that you want to think about? That is fantastic. And I might have to implement that one. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Yeah, it's been really helpful to know, um, especially when we're choosing outfits, um, especially when they're like hung up on, you know, what to wear and things like that. I always go back to those words, you know, that they want to feel, you know, fun, happy, joyful, you know, sexy, whatever it is. And I try to keep that in mind when I'm helping them choose outfits. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ashley and Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Um, If anyone else has a question, we do have a few more minutes left. So this is a great time to raise your hand. And I will toss it to Kevin in the meantime. No problem. Thank you much. Um, So I don't want to get too far away from um, the CRM. I want to see how it, it works alongside like creating your packages and how you're creating that and how when it comes to ordering, how is mm-hmm. that being used? Are you using an outside uh, lab uh, ROES system or are you built all that into Tave to then when you're ordering, you're getting all that information there? Um, I don't, so Tave is, it integrates with, um, shoot proof. Um, and I believe that you can order, um, prints and, and things like that through shoot proof. And that is integrated with Tave, but I don't actually use, um, shoot proof. So, um, what I do is I have, um, for my post-processing and ordering of products, um, once the client pays the invoice, I, um, I actually have a chart that I have on my wall, um, just to kind of keep track of like the post-production workflow. I keep that kind of separate. Um, it just helps me, uh, visually to stay on track with where I'm at. Um, so I just kind of check off like, okay, they, um, their session has been called, you know, retouching's complete. I need to order the product. So I, I do that physically. I check that off on like a dry erase, um, board, Um, to keep track of that. And then I just order the products through like a row system um, or any other suppliers that I use. So all this is on a whiteboard. That's very interesting. So you have every single (laughs) client up there and you're kind of just checking off every single, every step along the way. Yeah. So I, I, I primarily use Tabe for my um, pre workflow and um, my workflow, like um, automations throughout my communication, invoicing, all of that. Once we actually get to the um, fulfillment of products, I um, I switch that over to like my my chart on my wall. And I don't have every single client. It's just like the current clients that I'm working with for the month. Um, so it it literally just you know goes through and you know says okay, this is. Um, their session is complete. I need to call their session. I need to retouch or send it to the retoucher, um, you know, make sure that everything's ready for the photo reveal. So I do a slideshow um, for the photo reveal. So um, I make sure I check that off. And then I have, you know, if they order prints or um, uh, album, I, you know, check that off when I receive it from when I've ordered it and then also when it's received, when I've got it in the mail. And then, so that way I kind of know where I'm at. Um, It's just easier for me to keep track of rather than logging into my CRM um, to do that portion of it because it's such a, it's, it's a smaller portion of the workflow, I feel like. Um, So it's easier for me to see all of that at a glance with where I'm at with like Mm. packaging and ordering. Okay. 
Um, I hope that doesn't make it no, more confusing. No, 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 <laughs> I'm no. Kinda it, like, I, I kind of utilize lots of different things, but no, that it works. seems it to works. work for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing I want to ask you about the CRM, um, are you integrating, say, your, are you able to integrate your bank account? Because uh, I know you said you had Square going there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering, are you integrating that to then reconcile? Are you doing your your book information? I know you're putting in expenses and recurring, but mm-hmm. are you able to track all that together? Man, I wish. <laughs> I w- it doesn't have that capability right now. Um, I'm hoping that in the future um, I will be able to do that. But right as of right now, Tape doesn't integrate um, with bank accounts or QuickBooks. Um, I do use QuickBooks. I just started using QuickBooks um, last year, actually. Um, prior to, um, I, u- I did everything through Tave, and I manually entered my expenses um, into the system. So the great thing is I was able to have my recurring expenses already in there. So that was already populating, and I just filled in, you know, if I got, like, gas or, you know, got food or, or something else made a another purchase, um, I would manually put that in every month um, to keep on top of things. Um, But I I recently switched to QuickBooks um, to do the reconciling for me. So I'm hoping that I think that's something that they're working on in the near future to be able to integrate with QuickBooks, um, because that would be super helpful to have it all in one program. But I think there are other CRMs. I want to say Dubsado and 17 Hats they do integrate with QuickBooks, um, but Tave doesn't right now. So, so then you're using QuickBooks then as the majority of, say, your bookkeeping aspects as opposed to keeping it in a Tave because it doesn't have the capability. Right. And it does have the capability if I want to do it manually. Um, I found that if I, if I stay on top of it and I do it weekly or monthly, then it's great for it. But um, I was falling behind. (laughs) And so I would have to do like months at a time. And it would just take a very, very long time um, to go through each of my bank statements and everything like that and manually put everything in. So it does have that capability to do it manually. It just doesn't connect with your bank account or QuickBooks. So we are coming uh, close to the end, but I had another question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other apps, software, or systems available that you believe uh, could be helpful to photographers to help them stay organized? Um, yes, there are a ton. Um, I've tried several, um, and I so with my post production workflow, um, I I ended up on the chart. On, on my wall, then that's worked for me. But prior to that, I used Trello. Um, I've also used Asana and um, I've dabbled in ClickUp. Um, so those are all, um, they're, they're pretty similar and it just kind of depends on visually how your brain processes information and, and stays organized and everything. Um, but it all does the same thing. You know, it's just like an extra workflow where you can keep track of everything um, and you can check things off. You have tasks within the tasks that you need to get done. Um, I, I would recommend those um, if you're not someone who likes to check things off on like a chart. Um, so yeah, those are, those are really great um, to use. Um, I think we, I definitely said text expander, definitely recommend that. Um, and definitely a calendar software like Calendly or Acuity. Um, and I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, those are the main things I would say I would recommend. Well, that is a fantastic list and I'm sure it'd be very helpful for everyone moving forward to kind of help integrate into their own businesses to make it easier for them. Yeah. Thank you for that. (laughs) Well, Leandra, (laughs) we are coming we have reached the end, and it has been an absolute pleasure having uh, you with us today. Uh, but before we close out, I want to be sure that people know where to find you online. So if you can share your socials with us. Uh, my website is leandrabrown.com. That's L-E-A-N-D-R-A. Um, and brown, like the color brown. Um, but my Instagram is at leandra underscore brown. And um, Facebook is the same. 
at Leandra underscore Brown. Well, thank you very much. Everyone, please go follow Leandra. And also, (laughs) make sure to follow the Portrait System on Instagram and Facebook as well. Also, be sure to check out the blog posts that go along with our Clubhouse interviews, uh, where our guests answer a few extra questions. And that's available at suebriceeducation.com forward slash blog. And if you are not a member of the Sue Bryce Education and you are... Uh, you have any more questions for Leandra, Ashley, or myself, please go tag us in the SBE Members Only Facebook group. And if you are not a member of Subrice Education and you are interested in learning more about how it can help your business succeed, please email Ella with support at support at com. And thank you for joining us. And we hope you uh, can join us next week. And everyone have a fantastic day. Thank Thank you you so so much, much. Leandra. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much for having me. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.